Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined as usual by Solomon Ashams and Stuart Weir. Well, today we ask how long will Al Atli's dominance of African club football go on for after they became champions of Africa for an eighth time. We preview this weekend's World Cup qualifiers for Africa and hear from Cameroon midfield uh, playing home in front of Cameroon, we'll have to put in much more determination, more of our efforts, and uh, hopefully we should come out with a good result. We'll also ask what strategy is needed in Nigerian football after they won the FIFA Under-17 World Cup for a fourth time. And we'll assess how the African stars like Samuel Eto'o are doing so far in the English Premier League. That's all coming up later, but first, with Al-Athli having won the CAF Champions League last weekend, are they simply untouchable in terms of their quality on the continent? The Egyptian giants beat Orlando Pirates of South Africa in the final to extend their own record as they became champions of Africa for an eighth time. Athli were named the CAF African team of the 20th century, and at that time they'd only been African champions twice. Since 2001, Athli have won six more Champions League titles. That's six times in 13 years. So, Solomon, can we already say that Athli will be the African team of the 21st century too? Yes, definitely, Steve. I think it's going that way. They've been around for a very long time, since 1907. So we're looking at a club that has a history, a club that has been around for over 100 years and won over 100 titles. And the way they are going right now, this is a club that definitely has a chance of being the best club side in Africa in the 21st century. This is a club that is run very professionally. Uh, a lot it goes into really putting this club together. And I see them dominating with the quality of players, professionalism that is right there in the club. I see them dominating in the near future. Looking at Al-Ali, Steve, they are the third most successful club of all time globally. That is internationally. They have won 17 international uh, titles already. They're just sitting behind a Boca Juniors from Argentina who has won 18. And of course, the great Italian football club, AC Milan. And if they continue this way, definitely they have a lot to offer, not just to African football, but also international football. Well, you can give us your views on this on our Facebook page. We're asking, can we already say that Al Atli will be the African team of the 21st century? The Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word. Now, it's been a great year for Nigerian football. They won the Africa Cup of Nations in February. And this month, they won the FIFA Under-17 World Cup for a record fourth time. The Under-17 success, though, is yet to be followed up with a satisfying performance at the World Cup itself, with Nigeria having never got beyond the second round. Uh, so, Solomon, what do you think Nigeria need to do to build on this Under-17 success now? Congratulations to the Golden Eagles of Nigeria for winning uh, this uh, edition of the Under-17 and for also becoming the first country in the world to win uh, this on the 17 World Cup so many times. Nigeria has a huge talent and Nigeria, for me, 2013 has been one of the most successful football year for Nigeria. There's a lot of 
development that's going on in Nigeria right now through individuals and club sites and we're beginning to see some of the rewards coming in here now but Nigeria has a culture of sometimes uh, taking a nosedive when it comes to performance and forgetting all about continuity and picking players that are not even supposed to be uh, in the team for political reasons and that affects the the, the play uh, you know from the team especially the Super Eagles I'm glad that the coach of the Super Eagles coach Stephen Keshi actually said look I'm not gonna draft this on the 17 world champions into uh, the super eagles uh you know towards brazil 2014 but they have to go through the usual process go through uh, to the under 21 and try to make the under 23 olympic team and i just hope that these players will be able to be mentored very well uh, from their club size to their coaches and be encouraged uh, and when they face personal problems they get some sort of encouragement and all that and keep this crop of players and i'm sure they would do so well for nigeria and i see a lot of them maybe seven to ten of them actually making it uh, to play for the Super Eagles, which of course is the dream of every Nigerian footballer. Yeah, sure, the potential absolutely huge for Nigeria. This is Planet Sport Football Africa. It's a huge weekend in World Cup qualifying as three of the second legs of the final round of qualifiers take place and then two more games on Tuesday. On Saturday, Nigeria play Ethiopia with the Super Eagles leading 2-1 from the first leg. Senegal host Ivory Coast and Ivory Coast won 3-1 in the first leg. On Sunday, Cameroon take on Tunisia. It was a goalless first leg. On Tuesday, it's Egypt against Ghana. Ghana, of course, having won the first leg 6-1. And Algeria hosts Burkina Faso, with Burkina Faso having won the first leg 3-2. We've been taking your predictions on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Lamin Jama says, it's hard to predict, but I want Senegal, Nigeria, Burkina Faso and Ghana all to go to the World Cup. Prince Emma says Nigeria will beat Ethiopia 1-0. The Elephants of Ivory Coast will thrash the Taranga Lions of Senegal 3-1. Cameroon will beat Tunisia 2-1. Egypt will win against Ghana but will go out. And Algeria, he says, will play a frustrating goalless draw against Burkina Faso. That will put Burkina Faso through, of course. Uh, then Osainu Sawane in Banjul in the Gambia says Ivory Coast will win 2-0 but Nigeria will draw 0-0. And Sylvester Simon in Lagos, Nigeria, says Nigeria will win 2-0 against Ethiopia. Ivory Coast will beat Senegal 2-1. Ghana will win 1-0 against Egypt. And Burkina Faso will draw against Algeria. Well, last week we talked about the Saturday games between Ivory Coast and Senegal and Nigeria and Ethiopia. On Sunday then, Cameroon against Tunisia, Ghana against Egypt on Tuesday and the same day it's Algeria at home to Burkina Faso. What's your thoughts on those three games, Solomon? Well, great predictions there from our fans all across the continent of Africa. I think it's going to really be a very, very difficult game for some of the teams. But, you know, we have Cote d'Ivoire playing against Senegal. Cote d'Ivoire won the first leg already at 3-1. I see them going through maybe with a draw. But Senegal will know that, look, we had a goal in the first half. We have a chance if we can win 2-0. So they're going to go into this game really giving their all. Nigeria against Ethiopia is going to be extremely difficult for Ethiopia to win that one. Not even a draw. I don't see that. Ghana against Egypt. The Egyptians, for me, they're definitely going to win that just to be able to make sure they save some pride. To be able to make sure that, look, at least even if we're not going to 
uh, the World Cup. Let's just make sure that we give our fans something to talk about because the first leg was not really good for Egypt. 6-1 there. So obviously, I don't see them really having a chance. Algeria against Burkina Faso. Burkina Faso won the first leg at 3-2. Algeria will do whatever it takes to make sure that they get a win. And uh, it's going to be really difficult for Burkina Faso because they considered two goals at home. But I see uh, Algeria winning this one. Cameroon having an advantage. Nil-nil draw away in Tunis and coming home now to Yaoundé where they're going to be playing in Tunisia with Samuel Leto right there in the team and also uh, a lot of their players back in the team. They will do whatever it takes. Exciting weekend there for football lovers across the continent of Africa. Well, thanks very much, Solomon. And Cameroon, indeed, in a good position ahead of their second leg against Tunisia. Planet Sport Football Africa's Stuart Weir spoke to Cameroon midfielder Eno Aeong on Skype ahead of the game. Aeong is with Ajax in the Netherlands at club level, although he hasn't featured for them since his return on loan from English Premier League side Fulham at the start of the season. Well, Aeong says he's looking forward to the Indomitable Lions qualifying for the 2014 World Cup finals. Yeah, I think it's a very exciting and a great opportunity for us, uh, the players, and also for Cameroon as a nation to get ourselves into the World Cup. So for us, it's very, very exciting and uh, looking forward to such a big game. And do you feel that you did the hard part by getting the good result away and just just needing to win now? No, I don't really think so. I think uh, being uh, playing away and also playing home uh, could have similar uh, issues in the game, the tension, you know, the, the, the circumstances around the game, which is our key factors. So for us, it's, it's going to be the same thing. But uh, playing home in front of Cameroon, we'll have to put in much more determination, more of our efforts, and uh, hopefully we should come out with a good result. Uh, it must be good news for you that Samuel Eto'o has been playing so well for Chelsea in the last week or two. Yeah, it's really good news for us as a team and the nation. Uh, he's one of the best strikers in the world, and for him to be uh, again in prolific shape, scoring goals for Chelsea, for us it's just a big boost. And uh, we, you know, we're looking forward to see him score uh, goals also in the game uh, that is on our way coming and uh, help us qualify for the World Cup. You told me that you felt you didn't do yourself justice in South Africa. Does that give you extra motivation you know, to, to get to the next World Cup and really do yourself justice? Yeah, certainly. Um, most of the players uh, which I played with at the World Cup 2010, they had a, uh, most of them are also in the squad at the moment. And for us, it's a big challenge and we're looking forward to qualify to this World Cup and uh, maybe uh, much do much better than we did the last time and so that we can have some more uh, ease in our hearts knowing that you know we've really corrected uh, where we, we messed up the last time and also take advantage of a second chance given to us. And now, it's been a Tough season for you. Just, just how do you deal with the frustration of not playing at Ajax? Yeah, at the moment, uh, yeah, it's quite a tough season. But uh, my strength has really been in my belief in God. As a, as a Christian, uh, I learned to trust God both in what looks like the good times and what looks like the tough moments. And uh, His grace has been seeing me through. And I'm very excited <laughs> in, in the period I'm going through, same like I would have been playing. So my joy is always stable. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's been quite challenging, but God has been seeing me through. And I know very soon things are going to get better. That's Eno Aeong talking to Stuart Weir on Skype. And Stuart joins me from the UK now. Interesting there, Stuart, that Aeong is a key member of the Cameroon national team, a top African player, but struggling right now at club level since he returned to Ajax from Fulham. No, I mean, I think it's simply a, a case of uh, the coach, Frank de Boer, not rating him for whatever reason. Because if you actually go on the Ajax website, look at the first team squad, 
he's not there. And I mean, he told me that he is training more with the reserves and youth team. It seems, for whatever reason, uh, the coach has decided uh, he's not the type of player he's looking for. And with Frank de Boer not really rating him, uh, I think he'll be looking hard, very hard to move from Ajax in the transfer window in January. So not uh, going so well for Eno Eyong at club level. Uh, let's take a look at the African players in the English Premier League. Uh, Samuel Eto, another Cameroon great, uh, he's having a fantastic start to the season at Chelsea, isn't he? Tremendous. Uh, I mean, Eto, of course, is a wonderful player. You know, all those years at Barcelona and Inter Milan, uh, then he went off to Russia to play for Anzi for, for two and a bit years. Uh, now, nobody can doubt his pedigree, but I think people wondered at 32 whether he still had the appetite and indeed whether he would actually get into the Chelsea team because there are just so many superstars there already. Mainly coming off the bench, but he scored four goals in in the last uh, seven games, uh, including two in the Champions League against Schalke uh, and uh, a very important goal for Chelsea in their draw uh, at West Brom in the last game. One of Eto's goals against Schalke showed he'd lost none of his old flair because the goalkeeper had the ball in his hands, put it down in order to kick it off the ground, uh, took a step back to have a run-up at it, and while he was running up, Eto nipped in, took it away from him, put it in the net. We talked about Victor Wanyama of Kenya, making uh, Kenya the 24th African country to feature in the English Premier League. And uh, his club, Southampton, are the revelation of this season. Amazingly, they're sitting in third position in the table. Uh, what sort of contribution has Wanyama been making there at Southampton? Well, um, when he was at Celtic, he scored 10 goals in 60 games, but he hasn't actually scored in the Premiership yet. But he's playing 90 minutes in most of the games. Uh, I think only twice has he been uh, substituted. And uh, I mean, it's difficult to explain why Southampton are flying the way they are. So, you know, they're just winning games. But, you know, Victor Onyama has certainly played his part. He's a regular member of the team. Uh, it's an incredibly exciting time to be at Southampton. Must be huge support in Kenya for uh, Southampton whenever they're playing these days. And just finally, Stuart, uh, the Ivorian Wilfred Bonny, uh, a player you mentioned who could be one to watch out for this season, doing well at Swansea. To be honest, we didn't know a lot about Wilfred uh, when he came. You know, He'd scored a lot of goals for Vitesse uh, in the Dutch league, but uh, you know, he's played... 10 league games for Swansea and scored four times. He's playing in the uh, Europa League games. He's playing in the league. He's scoring goals. You know, at the, it's in, in all games, uh, he's had a total of eight goals this season, uh, four in the league and four in cup competition. So, you know, he's certainly been a great signing. And, of course, playing alongside Didier Drogba in the Côte d'Ivoire side and ultimately perhaps his successor. Well, thanks very much to Stuart Weir in the UK. And, yes, a very promising player indeed is Wilfred Bonny. And Ivory Coast play Senegal in their second leg of their World Cup qualifier on Saturday. Give us your reaction to the games and to who qualifies on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa, all one word, Planet Sport Football Africa. Also there we're asking if you think Al Atli are already set to be the African team of the 21st century. Well, that's it for this week. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams and from Stuart Weir. You can find the show online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.